You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Philly Slam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, September the 8th, and we come off a thrilling victory yet again, two straight against the Mars. Maybe thrilling a little strong for yesterday's win. A, uh, a cut-it-close, handle-business type of win. They win 4-3 after a 3-2, the one before thrilling. The Phillies take two from the Marlins, and boy, did they need it because the Brewers dropped two to the Rockies. Shout-out to those Colorado Rockies doing the Phillies' business. We're used to... um series in Colorado being incredibly depressing in September if we all remember back to 2018 and yes we've been there and now the Brewers get to do it you're a Brewers fan and your team's fighting for a playoff spot and we're in a playoff spot as recently as two months ago and you see them go to Colorado and have this kind of series it feels so familiar as a Phillies fan I'm looking at it I'm like yep I know what they're going through Thank goodness it's not us going through it at the moment. And yes, there's still 26 games to play, so we'll see how it all shakes out. But now, with the win last night, and by the way, sorry, missing the last few days, some issues cropping up, but I'm back. We are ready. We are ready to roll. Also, tonight, if you're around, by the way, I'm going to be in Levittown tonight with Jack Fritz, High Hopes Pod, at Gleason's Bar in Levittown for the Phillies tonight. Phillies going for three straight, going for the sweep over the Marlins. Beautiful thing. 10-5 and five against the Marlins this year. How about it? Um, so I'll be there tonight. Coming out. If you awesome me, you know, as always, as I say, if you listen to Philly Stay, you are literally my favorite. So come tell me that, and I will say that you're my favorite. And I'll probably give you a hug if you want one. Totally up to you. I'm a hugger. Um, but um, look, last night, a, a massive win. A massive win yet again with the Brewers losing the Phillies. Now are tied with the Padres. For that second, third wild card spot, as they are seventy-five and sixty-one, the Padres are seventy-six and sixty-two. So two games in hand for the Phillies, one in each column. And the Brewers at seventy-one and sixty-five are four games back with the tiebreaker for the Phillies. That means that with twenty-six games to play, the Phillies essentially have a five-game lead on the Milwaukee Brewers with twenty-six to play. I mean, look, we all know, right? 7 and 17, we'll never forget it. 07, we know what can happen. We know how bad things can get. We know how things can go. But 5 with 26 is pretty damn good. You know, 5 with 26 to play, you're usually in very, very good shape. You're usually in fantastic shape. You're usually going to make the playoffs. So we're the Phillies. Anyone can 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 break our hearts still. It's them. We know that historically. We are the worst. It is what it is. We have accepted it. We have owned it. It is part of our ethos. Um, 
But I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about where they're at right now. Looking like both the Mariners and the Phillies really, really good chance to make the playoffs this year, which would be really fun. And both those streaks, Gene Segura would finally make the playoffs. JT Romito would finally make the playoffs. All these guys, again, those two with the two longest or two most amount of games played without making the playoffs of any active players. So that'd be really, really exciting. And last two nights went a long way. I mean, they came into this Marlin series scuffling, right? I mean, we come off that West Coast, that West Coast trip um, really feeling it. And again, we get lucky that the Brewers have a bad series in Arizona. It was huge. The Diamondbacks beat the Phillies two out of three and then help them out a little bit. Um, but the Phillies you know, with that incredibly, incredibly disappointing series out West, came home only two games up on the Brewers and needing some wins. And they win the next two, and they pull them out. And look, uh, you know, two nights ago was a little stressful, a little closer than it should have been. But they find a way to pull it out. Bryce Harper really close to being the, the goat and not the good kind in that one in the ninth there as he, uh, you know, it's a pop-up to left field, but um, you know, kind of in a weird spot. Left fielder couldn't get it. Harper not running out of the gate, throws his bat, you know, slams his bat, is kind of jogging, and then all of a sudden the ball drops, and he has to hustle in a second. Just beats the throw, and would end up scoring the uh, the winning run there. So, <laughs> so <laughs> nerve-wracking on that one, but he gets the job done. As Jeannie Bobini Segura comes around, rips one to right field to win it, throws the bat high in the air, a thrilling win, a walk-off win, and win they needed. Also, super important, Aaron Nola. Six and two-thirds, ten strikeouts, one earned run from Nola, two walks, four hits. He was brilliant against the Marlins. Really nice to see after that just horrific outing in Arizona, that disastrous outing for Aranola, that real fear-inducing outing for us as Phillies fans as we all said, uh-oh, it's September. Here he is, our guy. But last night he was brilliant. There were two nights ago he was brilliant. He was fantastic. They absolutely needed it. They needed it desperately to stop the bleeding. They had lost six of seven at that point after obviously having been one of the best teams in baseball since the All-Star break, their first real losing streak since losing the three in Chicago out of the gate to start the second half of the season. Um, so that that win on Tuesday night was just massive. Just a huge win on so many levels. You get the the importance of it from the NOLA game. You get the big walk-off win. You get the energy. You get the excitement. The vibes are good again. It was it was massive. It was massive. It was so important for this team to win that baseball game, especially that night. Then the Brewers, who have been leading, blow it, losing the 10th. The Rockies walk it off with four runs at the bottom of the 10th inning to end it. A walk-off. A thrilling, thrilling Rockies win over the Brewers after the Phillies had had a thrilling win of their own. And then last night, Rockies just handled business yesterday. They're up 7 nothing by like the fourth inning or whatever, third inning, and just took them to task. And now the Phillies again are five, with the tiebreaker, five games up with 26 to play. And last night, a big one too, is they get another nice outing from Bailey Falter. I mean, 
I don't know what else there is to say about this guy other than than he's been a hero for this team this year. Falter goes five and a third, seven seven hits, no walks, three strikeouts, two earned. Gets the W, and again, yet again. And Falter was not brilliant. He wasn't as good as Nola, but, you know, this team has needed Bailey Falter. They have needed this guy in a big, big way to fill the holes. We talked about it the other day, and we've talked about it so many times over the years on this show, the... What is it, four or five years I've done the show now? How many times have we talked about the Phillies' lack of organizational depth and how much it hurts them, how the Phillies just don't have those guys that the Braves do or the Dodgers do or all these teams do where they can just cycle guys up. It's like, oh, this guy's hurt, no problem. We've got this minor leaguer who's great and he's going to come in and pitch great for three weeks and then, you know, we'll send him back down or whatever, you know, that... These, these these winning teams always have these guys. These winning teams always have this organizational depth with which to battle the the ups and downs of a long marathon, cliche, but true, of a season, you know? And, and the Phillies have not had those type of guys the last few years. They've not been able to weather those types of storms. And this year we're seeing it. Bailey Falter is like the shining example of how different this team is from that perspective. I mean, Bailey Falter has been incredibly important for this team. Incredibly important. I mean, he has been so massively important. And you've got to count on these things, right? You lose Eflin. You lose Wheeler at this point in the season for a bit. You lost Ranger earlier in the season. You know, everyone has been down for for a point or another. You trade for Syndergaard because you have to. All these things, like without Bailey Falter filling in, without these starts from this guy, especially at this time of the season, I mean, the Arizona start, this start, it's just like consistently when you need a big a, a win, Bailey Falter's on the hill for this team. So, you know, shout out to Falter. The guy's really come through, really come through for this team. When we look back at... You know, the Phillies finally making the playoffs for the first time in, you know, over a decade at the end of this month when we hope it'll happen. And we point to the reasons, you know, obviously they're the, the top tier reasons that guys play all the time, but then the, the falters right on that next list. I mean, he is such an, an massively important part of, of the Phillies run here and it's been awesome. So he gives them a really nice outing. Still too close as we go. A little scary. Phillies uh, go down one nothing in the first, but then they take it back uh, with runs in the third, fourth, fifth, and seventh. As uh, in this third, Edmundo Sosa continues. Second night in a row, Rob Thompson goes with Edmundo. Twitter is a buzz saying, Stoddy, Stoddy, Stoddy. He's been hitting well against lefties. Let him play. Two days in a row. Edmundo Sosa makes Rob Thompson look like a genius. Sosa jacks one out in the third, really went down and got one. You know, one that was a low pitch and just kind of golfs it out of the ballpark. When it goes off the bat, I honestly, and again, you know how it is, right? You're watching at home. It's, it can be hard to tell sometimes when a ball goes off the bat. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're like, that puppy's gone. It's out of here. And sometimes you're like, yeah, no, no, no. Didn't get it. Sometimes you're not sure. I was pretty sure Edmundo Sosa had popped up to like the shallow outfield on that one. Like I was, I was like, oh, well, looked that's gonna be a high one. You know, that was my thought when he it was like major league. I'm like too high. It was too high. You know, that's what it felt like right off the bat. But then you know you're you're watching. You know they they you know change the camera view and the outfielder kind of keeps shading back and shading back and he's like looking back and he turns to the wall and you're like, holy crap, this is gonna go out. It's gonna be a home run. Boom. 
2-1 Phillies, Edmundo. What a trade. JoJo Romero for Edmundo Sosa. I feel like that trade has worked out pretty well so far. I could be wrong. Um, man, what a, what a player he's been for the Phillies. Mundo's really done a nice job, and he would have a brilliant night last night as he would add another RBI double in the seventh after Segura makes it 3-1 in the fourth with a home run. Also kind of jacks one out the left there, like kind of goes down and gets one. Similar-ish kind of looking homer to, to Sosa's. Uh, then the Mons get one back in the fifth, but then the seventh, and Mundo Sosa double. Scores Veerling 4-2. They would need that run as Brogdon ran some trouble in the ninth, gave up run 4-3. Sosa also had a, a brilliant leaping catch the ball in the air, tag through his legs play on a throw out at second as JT's been white hot at those throws. But it was an Edmundo Sosa last night. night. It was an Edmundo Sosa night last night. And it's kind of funny how many Edmundo Sosa nights we've had as, uh, as since he's been here. And again, look, I, uh, I think every single Phillies fan when they made that trade was like, what? Why? Right? I mean, because we had Camargo and we had Maton and we had these dudes and we're like, all right, you know, we can get by with these guys. And Mundo Sosa? And JoJo, who is, you know, been a, you know, numbers-wise, a bad major league pitcher whenever he's pitched. But, you know, we always liked JoJo. We loved the Red Bull thing. We thought he's fun. You know, and he did have a you know, month-long stretch here where he looked really good. Um, but but not a, a piece. Hasn't mattered this year. And they trade him for a guy who's... who's Having big moments. Edmundo Sosa is having some big freaking moments for this team in big important games down the stretch. You know, another one. You know, again, and I think that's you know, you look at Edmundo Sosa, you look at Bailey Fulter, you know, you look at Andrew Bellotti giving him uh multiple innings last night and three strikeouts. You look at these guys where it's just, you know, you could see the difference between the teams of past. You know, we we not only are they better put together and more stacked, but you know, the teams have felt so top-heavy the last few years that, that once you get down to the depth portion, it, it hasn't been there. And this year it is. It is with Bailey Falter and Mundo Sosa. And, you know, these guys are making plays. These guys are having moments. Matt Veerling last night, that catch in left field, what a big catch that was. Also had some big hits, scored in what ultimately ended up being the winning run. I mean, you know, you got dudes coming up and making a difference. Dudes coming in and, and being role players that matter. And, again, that's what happens with good teams. You know, it is. It's Good teams have those guys. Good teams. We remember the two, 2018, the Eric Bruntlets of the world. Like, those guys matter. Those guys play a big role in winning and losing baseball games. So, um, really nice to see the night those guys had, um, as it was necessary. So, it was a 3-3, three, 3-RBI, three, three one run scored. It's really him, Veerling, and Segura. Otherwise, no one really got it going. Only eight hits offensively, two walks. Segura one for three with the home revealing, two for three with two runs scored, and then so is the three for three, and then, you know, a lot of ones and zeros. So, really, a necessary win last night. Two in a row, desperately needed. Desperately needed. Now they get a chance to sweep the Marlins tonight. We'll look at the schedules, them and the Brewers coming up in a bit, and the Padres, the Padres just hanging around, but still a very tough, tough schedule. Um, as the Phillies, you know, we're going to the stretch run here. 26 games left. It's, it's September 8th. Playoff start in less than a month. It's pretty crazy. Speaking of which, a uh, couple players on the men we need to talk about. And then Harper also. Real quick on the Harper. Harper's return. Um, one thing that I've noticed and I was expecting, and, you know, I think, um, you know, we kind of um, almost um, forgot about maybe in a way when he went to Lehigh Valley and, and started off with that home run and then homered again. Usually when you break your hand like that or the hamate bone or any of these injuries you see in baseball, it, it usually stops the guy's power when they come back. You know, it usually does. Um, 
it's usually really hard for them to drive the ball until they, you know, get fully back, usually till the next season, even a lot of cases. And it does feel like we might be seeing that a bit with Harper. You know, everything he's hit has been, you know, really, um, you know, low and, and, you know, grounders and, and line drives and stuff like that. We've not seen him lifting and pulling the ball nearly as much as you would expect from Bryce Harper. So I definitely think that's a part of this. I don't like him in the four hole. I would move him back to the three hole, but I mean, that's a minor thing compared to the production itself. Look, he's still getting hits. He's still a, a smart and good hitter up there, but I think, you know, we have to be aware or concerned about the fact that he had the power might not come back the same way as it, as it has this season. And I'm probably expecting that. And they got to find ways to work around that. And hope for the best. Look, they got a lot of pop in the lineup. Um, Schwarber, by the way, I need Schwarber to start getting going a little bit too, as he's been, you know, if he's going to stay at the top of that lineup, he could really use some some Schwarber action. All right. Um, quick update on the pitchers who are injured at the moment, but needed to come back and help. And uh, again, you know, one who's not injured, but. Um, Griff McGarry, uh, we've talked about, you know, and been moved to AAA, they've been pushing out of the bullpen. It would not be a shock at all to see him bring him up for the run. Um, why not? To give you a couple innings here and there, and he's nasty. Um, the big ones we know about, though, the injuries. Eflin uh, will go from from um, least important to most important, um, and no offense to Eflin, but Dominguez and, and then Wheeler. Um, Eflin hasn't pitched since June 25th. Jim Salisbury, nice piece covering all this stuff. Um, he went through a normal warm-up, then through two innings against hitters in a simulated game yesterday. Um, where brace on his right knee didn't appear to have any problems. It's good to hear. All his pitches were hitting 94. Rob Thompson said he felt good afterwards. Uh, stuff looked good, said Rob Thompson. Quote-unquote, he's not too far away. Great news on Eflin. If you can get Eflin as just an extra arm, whether it's for long man, whether it's for whatever, you know, that maybe yet... You have Eflin go the first uh, three innings of a game and then bring Falter in to back him or bring Griff McGarry in to back him or something like that. That'd be fascinating. Um, so that'll be interesting. Dominguez, been out for two and a half weeks with the triceps tendonitis. Threw an inning to hitters yesterday in a simulated game. Fastball hit 95-96. Encouraging, according to Rob Thompson, considering the downtime. Um, apparently he's going to be evaluated in the coming days. Um, and uh, it's going to require a, a couple appearances, uh, rehab appearances, but it does seem like Sir Anthony is on the mend and on track to return again. That is huge. They just need that guy back for playoffs. We've seen it. Honestly, I mean, you could argue, and again, losing Zach Wheeler is, is more important, you know, especially for the playoffs. Zach Wheeler is your game one starter. Like, the dude's the most important player on the team outside of maybe, you know, Harper or whatever. You know, he's so important. Um, but, I think the injury that has been felt the most um, in games as we watch them has been the Sir Anthony injury. I think they had gotten to such a good point with the roles in the bullpen and then having Sir Anthony as that one wipeout, unhittable kind of guy um, for the most important of situations to close the most important games. They've, they've felt that, that absence. You know, we've seen it. You know, Brad Hand has struggled here and there. You know, we've seen... Brogdon last night getting in some trouble, get out of it. They don't have their roles. Robertson has been asked to do way more than you want Robertson to need to do. So, um, so getting Sir Anthony back massively, like so, so important. And then Wheeler uh, missed his third start on Tuesday because of the forearm elbow. Obviously, we've been super concerned about it. Um, MRI uh, was uh, was good. There was no structural damage. Apparently, uh, he made 14 flat ground throws at 40 feet and 15 at 60 feet and felt no discomfort. So that's good news. 
Um, apparently he was asked what, uh, what's next. He said, I don't know. I don't ask questions. I just do what they say. Apparently Topper said that, uh, he'd likely play catch in the next day or so, uh, would need a couple of solid bullpens. Then the team should be ready to, to return him to the rotation. Wheeler says he could have pitched through it. You know, we'll see Wheeler quote unquote said, hopefully if things keep going, if things keep going right, um, he has a chance of returning to impact the playoff place race. He said, that's my goal. I'd never say definitely bef- because you never know, but that's my goal. I've never pitched in the playoffs and I want to pitch in the playoffs and I'll help team, team get there. And then Griff McGarry is quote unquote an option, uh, according to Thompson as well. So that's all good to hear, uh, you know, on the right track again, you know, as you sit here, 26, uh, game to play five games up, you almost kind of, um, feel okay. If Wheeler needs a little extra time to get back, but you would like to get him back with like a start before the playoffs and all that. And then Dominguez, same thing. You want these guys fully ready to go for the playoffs. You know, you're not in it. You need to get in it, but you know, you're, you're pretty close. Um, so you have at least a little bit of leeway to try and make sure they're healthy. Um, but still something to keep an eye on, obviously very important. All right, let's look at the schedules as uh, we'll look at the Philly schedule last, but here's the Padres and the Brewers. And again, as it shakes out now, um, you know, Padres schedule is tough. Phillies and Brewers are very similar, though the Phillies do have their, their chunk of tough games left. And the Braves, man, Braves back in the wild card spot, but the Braves and Mets, they tied the Mets two days ago. As um, you know, the, the could be placing the Mets in the first round of the playoffs. If that's how it shakes out. Pretty wild. Dodgers. So this is the Padres schedule left. 26 to play. Um, they only have 24 to play. The Phillies have 26 to play. So the Padres schedule goes three at home versus the Dodgers. Tough. Two in Seattle. Tough. They're 77 and 60. Four in Arizona. Not the easiest bad team, right? We just saw that. The Diamondbacks are playing some tough baseball right now. Three against St. Louis. One of the better teams in baseball. Three in Colorado. Our squad. Three against the Dodgers again at home. Then three against the White Sox and three against the Giants. I mean, that is a murderous schedule left for their their 24 games are tough. I mean, when you look at them, um, of their 24 games, only 10 are against losing teams. I guess the White Sox would be considered that too, but the White Sox are, you know, better than that, at least you would think, and still fighting for a playoff spot, even though they're starting to fall out of it. Um, but the Diamondbacks, you know, are one of those teams, they fought hard, and then, you know, the Giants too, but then you got, you got, the, they still have six games against the Dodgers left. They still have three against St. Louis and two against Seattle. That is tough stuff. The Padres, of the three teams we're talking about, by far the toughest schedule. Brewers' schedule, not that bad. Now, again, let's remember as we say that, that the Brewers just lost two of three in Colorado and two of three in Arizona. So they lost four of six against the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. So that needs to be kept in mind. All right, Brewers' schedule. Two against the Giants, then three against Cincinnati. Pretty easy, obviously. The Giants are somewhat tough. Then, tough stretch here. Two in St. Louis. Tough. Three at home versus the Yankees, three at home versus the Mets. That is a tough eight-game stretch right there. So they have eight games there, all against winning teams. Then three in, excuse me, four in Cincinnati. Then two at home against St. Louis. That's ten games against winning teams. Then they finish with four and three all at home against the Marlins and the Dimebacks. So we know the Dimebacks are frisky. The Marlins not so much. Reds in there, seven against the Reds. Easy, but ten games against the Mets, Yankees, and Cardinals. That is tough. You know, it's not easy then. We look at our Phillies schedule and where the Phillies have left. We've looked at it so many times, we know, but um, they have nine games against winning teams left. Well, actually, 12 if you count the last ones against the Astros. They have 12 games against winning teams, but those last three might not matter. We'll see how it shakes out. This is the Phillies schedule. One more against the Marlins tonight. 
Kyle Gibson going up against Sandy Alcantara. So not great. But again, for some reason, the Phillies have found ways to beat Alcantara and Gibby has found ways to win games. Um, then they have three at home against Washington, then three in Miami. So the next seven games against bad teams. Then the tough stretch. Three in Atlanta, two at home against the Blue Jays, four at home against Atlanta. Then a really nice stretch. Three against the Cubs, four against Washington, then they finish out with three in Houston. So, um, you know, I think the Phillies and the Brewers' schedules are very similar. The Phillies have a few easy, easier games, a couple hard ones for the Brewers, but ultimately more winning teams against the Phillies. And then, obviously, the Padres' schedule just way, way tougher. So, you know, when you take the similar schedules into account and that five-game lead over the Brewers, you know, you feel pretty damn good about their chances. Pretty damn good. Good, again, as they are five up on the Brewers with only 26 to play. And again, bad guy tonight, Gibby against Alcantara. It's a big one. Gibby's always found a way to, to battle Alcantara. Alcantara finds a way to lose 2-1 games to the Phillies. Um, and again, with each win, we're that much closer. Five up, 26 to play. You know? It's pretty close, man. We might break this freaking streak. Finally, we're going to make the playoffs. Let's go. Let's finish this out. All right, I'm excited. Playoff baseball. I can't wait. I feel really good about it. Now, don't break our hearts. It's that simple. Don't break our hearts, right? And I feel good that they won't. But, you know, until we're there, we're not there, right? Either way. Tonight, another step towards it, hopefully. And whatever happens, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t